Oh, and we're live here on Facebook. And welcome to everybody listening on Podcast Land to Balls and Six, the podcast, where this week Rich and I are actually together. That's right, reunited. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can see in this shot, if you're looking on the Facebook, that uh, I'm here, Rich is here. You can see both of us. We're good to go. But uh, this image, meh, you don't need to see it. We'll go back to our normal. This shot. Okay. So, Rich, how's it going? Not too bad. It was nice having a, a day off on Friday, even if six hours of it, five and a half, six hours of it was spent in the car. Um, so, yeah, it was a nice, relaxing drive up here. And actually, it was nice to actually have someone in the car with me as my wife made the trip up to uh, Esterville as well. Yeah, the first time you've had two people in the car making this drive, huh? Yeah, both time, other times it was uh, done solo. Yeah. Well, we have, uh, let, let me get to the outline and I can tell you what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we have, as always, the Triple I Sports Inc. Sports Card Inc. NASCAR Corner, and baseball to talk about. Rich, what else do we got to talk about today? Um, we're going to recap the NCAA tournament, which is now completed, as uh, talking some NFL and a couple of quick hits to uh, round out the show this week. All that, but first, let's roll the intro! Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we are back. I always forget about that sometimes. We're back. So, Rich, first things first, let's get to the, uh, let me get centered in my camera real quick our uh, our poll question mike our poll question of the week uh the uh the sports movie podcast or sports movie tournament pitting the mighty ducks versus space jam and we're talking the original space jam not this new uh new version of space jam no 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 that that, that i think that you know the it hasn't come out yet so we can't yeah, group it together, similar to like what we can with the Mighty Ducks, which has three movies. By the way, a huge, huge upset. Yeah, big. The Mighty Ducks won seven to four. Yeah, well, we do got a shout out to give uh, on yep. the poll, as we did have somebody comment on the poll. So why don't you go ahead and read that real quick, Mike? Yeah, this is quite true. Me, uh, Adam Heath, uh, friend of the show. Yeah, uh, said Emilio Estevez has no chance against Jordan and Bugs. I would agree with that statement, but uh, bad news. he They lost. We, we had a good turnout, though, yeah. on the poll, though. Yeah. What was the final score? Seven to four. Okay. That's 11. That's pretty decent for us sometimes, most mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah, so, so that'll set up a matchup between Emilio Estevez and the Mighty Ducks going up against our number one seed, Field of Dreams once yeah. the second round starts Yep. as our number 16 seed obviously didn't upset the Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah, we got to – yeah, we're. I forgot. We're re-ranking. We're not doing this bracket style. Mm -mm. 
Uh, this week's poll question, going to go live around noonish. ish uh, going to be Miracle versus Cool Runnings, two uh, winter sports movies. That's right, and that'll be a 7-10 matchup. That is a 7-10. I think that's a good matchup, actually. I yeah. really do. Now, so. now, getting back to this one, Mike, I I think I know I know where I went. I I know where you went, but let's tell the folks. I mean, there's a real jam going on. Welcome to the Space Jam. That soundtrack is by far and away the best soundtrack of any movie of our childhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, so, I went with the Mighty Space Ducks. Jam. Space Jam is better. I mean, it's got MJ. It's got a real athlete. What does the Mighty Ducks have? The Flying V? Which was proven in the third movie. Probably in the second and the third movies, it doesn't necessarily work. Right. Ducks fly together, except for when they don't. Pretty sure that's what we learned. Yeah, I I still like, I I went with the Mighty Ducks. I think the storyline starts to drop off in the second one. Um, why, Why would you have the U.S junior hockey team be made up of just this one squad that got hot at the right time yeah and won their little state their section of the state tournament be there be the team usa and then you don't even hold open tryouts as a random scout with a hockey manufacturer goes and finds enough people to basically form another line for the team yeah but I, I still like the overall storyline of, of the Mighty Ducks, so that's why I chose it. Yeah, got to go with Space Jam on that one. But Even it's okay if, that the people are wrong. We are not dictators here. Space Jam lost, so they don't go on. Even if I voted for Space Jam, the Mighty Ducks would still be moving on if you took by away one, my vote. By one. It's still a win. And then I would have then I would have folded in the uh, one vote from Twitter. Which was also you. Yep. So it would have been a tie. And and you and I have to make the decision. We get the super delegate vote. Mm. But it didn't come down to that. It didn't come down to super delegates, folks. It didn't. So you guys win. Anyway, uh, moving on from there, let's head over to the NCAA tournament where the Baylor Bears beat the Gonzaga Bulldogs, right? I just know them as the Zags. I don't. I don't know what their actual mascot is. I think it's a bulldog. But it was an eighty-six to seventy victory, and I don't even think the Baylor Bears ever trailed in that game either. It is a bulldog. Boom! Ah, uh, look at me. Okay. But do you know what this uh, this proved? What's that? It proved that uh, God likes Baptists better than He likes Catholics. Mm, that's right. Baylor Bears being Baptist. And the uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs being uh, being Catholic. So. Did you get a chance to watch any of the game, Mike? Uh, no. Uh, did, neither did I. I don't know if it was just the late start really gets me uh, on why. If you want thirty at night, right? Something like that around 830 here. Eight thirty at night. Yeah. Imagine being on the on the East Coast and it starts at nine thirty at night. I was already in bed. I, I wasn't already in bed, but I. I was. I don't think I would have made it through halftime with, I was, with the late start. I was in bed. So a late start, in my opinion. I, I don't know how you make a justification if you're wanting prime time numbers to start a game that late in the evening, or why you would want to. 
Um, so that means we, we do have final scores and a victory for our NCAA tournament poll. As uh, congratulations go out to my sister-in-law, Ashley Couture, who won our who won the tournament pick'em with... Oh, am I with a... Yeah, no, no, I've got it up here. Uh, with 128 points, uh, second place goes to uh, my cousin, our, our cousin down in uh, Austin, Texas, Alicia Allen, with 117. And uh, my brother-in-law, Josh Couture, came in third with 106. And uh, up, up amongst the Esterville folks that were in the... Uh, in the poll, the highest finisher was our was our buddy uh, Austin, who Ooh. came in with ninety six to finish nice. fourth. Nice. Um, we also uh, had Rich. How did you do? Oh, um, I came in fifth with eighty two. Uh, Mike, you came in seventh with sixty seven. Yeah, it was a bad year this year. It really was a lot of upsets, but throughout the entire tournament, only one game was affected by COVID. Yeah, as that was that first round matchup where the Oregon Ducks got a free pass to round two, as they did not have to pay play uh, VCU. Yeah. Uh, also, interesting fun fact. Uh huh. The uh, UCLA team won as many games related to the tournament as the team that beat them and took them out of the tournament. Hmm. They had to play a playing game. Okay. So that's one extra win, and they lost in the in the final four to uh, to the Zags, right? Um. Yeah, yeah. And then the Zags go on to lose, meaning they had as many wins associated with the tournament as the Gonzaga did. Wow. So. Fun fact, little uselessness. Now, uh, to uh, to make up for our Title IX uh, requirement, right? Because mm-hmm. we're talking about NCAA, so there's Title IX requirements there. Uh, Stanford beat South Carolina in the NCAA women's. Or no, they beat. I'm sorry, they beat Arizona. They beat Arizona in the NCAA tournament for the women's yes. Division One basketball. Okay, yeah, that tournament was held uh, entirely in uh, San Antonio. Yeah, yep. So, uh, we did not do that one. We probably, we should look into that one of these years. Do a ladies bracket. Yeah. That that would be fun, too. I probably will do as good in those as I do in the regular tournament. Probably. At least you know for there. You know with that tournament, more than likely the higher-seeded teams are going to win. Yeah, that's true. They do a much better job of seeding those teams, and the top the top ones in that are generally much better. So, okay, uh, heading anything else with the NCAA tournament you want to talk about before we uh, uh, before we do anything else? Um, not really. Well, maybe one other thing. Do you ever do you think that they'll ever do a single site tournament again, to where they have all the games in one central location like they did this year? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so either. I mean, there are other similar cities that have that amount of, like, uh, between hotel space and universities and pro arenas in the same area that they could pull it off. Um, But I I don't see them doing that either. There's just so much money to spread it across the entire country. Yeah. Okay. Rich, do you see what's coming up? Um, 
you know what? This week I kind of don't. We did. We had. We had no NASCAR this week. We had no NASCAR last week, but we have NASCAR this week. So we yeah. got a left turn coming up. All right. And you know what's after that? It's another one. You know why? Because we're heading into the NASCAR corner, presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. <laughs> Come out in East Moline. So, folks, fantasy shout-outs. Uh, we don't need to do those this week. We did them last week. Same same results as uh, the week before because there was no race last week. So, this week, you know, no no extra shout-outs. Uh, Tony, Solomon, thanks for being a part of that. Uh, folks, next year, we do, we do hope that you guys will join that. Um, and then uh, I think we have an announcement on the baseball side, too. I think I've made a decision, and I'm a, I'll be commissioner if need be, but we'll explain it in a second. Okay. Um, we'll get there when we get to there. Okay, uh, preview this week of the Blue, Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500 in Martinsville. You're going to need that pain relief, being that it's Martinsville, and they're beating and banging on each other. Uh, Rich, any advice for the folks? Ooh. Not that I can think of. I'd probably go with the veteran drivers that have a good track history on uh, on the short tracks yeah. as well. So I think if you did well, what is it? What's, oh, is it Phoenix have a similar package I mean, to this? Nah, kind of, sort of. I know it was one of the races they had it. But, um, no, I would, I would, I would agree. Um, again, my, my big, my big guy, one of my guys that I really like in, in these short tracks uh, tends to be Ryan Newman. I like him for a lot of tracks, but mm. uh, check him out for those uh, those big track this, these big tracks as well. That that tends to be a good spot for him. So, all um, right. So, Rich, who do you pick? We, Rich, and I already know who's who we're mm-hmm. both taking. So it doesn't matter that I won last week or uh, two I'm weeks let, ago. I'm going to let you go first, though, Mike. Okay, I'm going to make a pick that most people don't know, like. Most fans of the show know I don't like to make. But I'm going to make it anyway. Okay, go ahead. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Okay. I think that I, I know I'm using Kyle Busch in my fantasy lineup, but I'm not picking him to win the race. Okay. I'm going to go with a Team Penske driver that has not finished, who has finished every single Martinsville race in the top 10 since 2015, and I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski. Wow. Good good stat there. Good job using that stat. Um yeah, so look for that tomorrow. Where's that going to be raced at? Or who, where are we going to watch that at, Ray? Um, that's over on FS1, and it's going to be Saturday night. It's going to oh, be a night race. So tonight, tonight at uh, at four at uh, seven forty uh, Eastern time. So about six thirty, yeah, six thirty here in the central 630, time. Six forty Central time, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, and the it, first cable race, yeah, of the year. Okay. And from the left turns of the NASCAR, let's make left turns on the diamond as we go into baseball, where we have some baseball to talk about. Uh, Do you want to start with uh, number one? Let's hit up the Cubs week in review. So, Rich, we've seen more than two games this week. Yeah. What do you think so far? Well, you know what? They haven't been... About what I expected them to be, you know, about about five hundred, being about five hundred. But um, you know, the, the hitters could be doing a little bit better. They kind of broke out a little bit on, was it on Wednesday? Um, so everybody was super excited at the end of spring training with Jock Peterson. 
who had not gotten a hit this season until Thursday's game. How's that work for you? Baseball is a funny game. How about this? The Chicago Cubs batting average as a team. It's the same across, same as the pitchers across the entire National League. Yeah. Folks, hope, you know, what hope, do you, is this a sign of things to come? Or do you think they're going to pick it up? I think they'll pick it up once the weather gets warmer. They had 80-degree days in, in Wrigley. Yeah. The ball was sailing out at batting practice. <laughs> you you can't tell me that, that it was a that, – that they shouldn't have been able to make those hits. It was nice and warm. It was perfect weather for baseball in Chicago. Except for opening day. Except Okay. You had – one day that was suboptimal. They lost that game. Everybody else, every every other game has been decent, if not great weather for baseball. There's no excuse. I'm, man. I so I put up uh, on Facebook or on on the Twitter. Sorry, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put up a question. Uh, we did get some responses on it. Okay. I said, with, uh, let me get back to it, because I actually have a couple different things to uh, to bring up from the Twitter. Okay. Um, I mean, if anything, it's not trending well if you're wanting to keep the team together. Because if they continue to play 500 ball and they're not in contention to get that to win the division, that's when you're going to see Jeb, Jeb, and the rest of the front office folks start trading off people to the highest bidder to get to uh, rebuild the farm system. Yeah, and that's that's a big thing that I think is going to happen here soon. Um, I was trying to find it, but overall. From show to show, Mike, they had four. They were four and two. Four and two. Um, but of course, so that so that so from show to show, they are they do have a winning record. But I think it helps that they were that they played um, what four games, three games against Pittsburgh, who is not expected to do well at all this year. And they played against the Brewers, who are mediocre i think they're a good team in my opinion but i mean they held their own against milwaukee yeah so uh my question was the cubs have started three and three how are you feeling about what you've seen so far and what were some of the responses that you got to your question um i got a gif of a guy flying into a trash can Hmm. so so they're not holding out much help for the year doesn't sound like it okay and I don't blame them, personally. But, yeah. But, yeah, I'm not... I'm not holding out much hope. Uh, but we'll see. Any other questions that you that you put on to our Twitter page? Uh, that baseball, are related really? to baseball? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I have some, but I, that's one of the topics here in just a second. Are we getting... Okay. Um, how about... Uh, the fact that Wilson Contreras 
in his last 11 games with the Brewers, mm-hmm. he's been hit six times. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Six out of 11 times. Two days in a row. One of which was in the head. The other looked like it was a ball that got away from the pitcher. I mean, I think both of them got away from the pitcher, but one hit him in the head and one hit him in the arm. Hmm. Hmm. To which, which Wilson, I think, rightfully got upset about. Yelled at the pitcher, held up two fingers and said, that's two times. What's going on here? If you got something, bring it. Let me know. But this has got to stop. Six times in 11 games. What do you, is, that, that to me feels more like a trend than an accident. Yeah, it sure does. We'll have to see if it happens again when... Uh, when they when play the Bru- this next week. Yeah, when they play next week with uh, three games up in, up in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, would you take exception? Would you be upset? Yeah, I, I think I would. Okay. Um, next step, uh, as we continue to talk about beam ball baseball, uh, we do have to bring up Michael Conforto's bases loaded, hit by pitch, in extra innings, or was it the bottom of the ninth? No, the bottom of the ninth. Sorry, bottom mm-hmm. of the ninth. Forcing in a runner to end the game. Yeah, I mean, the umpire even started the ring up. He started he the ring like up he did, yep. like he was going to do the strikeout, and then he went to the wrist and was like, nope, it hit him. Take your base. Now, rules you need to understand, though. Okay, go ahead. Which is why I wanted to bring a rules expert in, but he decided to take a nap today. Oh. Um, rules that uh, you have to bring up in the game are uh, the, the plain texts of the rules says, if, a ball, if the ball is in the strike zone... And not hit, not hit by the by the batter or not not swung at, mm-hmm. it is considered a strike and an out. Or it, it would be considered a strike, making it strike three and an out, whether or not a player is hit by the ball. Yeah, the Marlins players weren't happy about it at all. Neither they were the had... neither was the ump, and then later. The umpire comes out and says, uh, I should have called him out. It should have been a strikeout because it was in the strike zone. And if you watch it, did you watch the video that I sent you? Um, I watched something by uh, John Boy Media, the John Boy Media put out about it um, yeah. yesterday. If you watch, he, he brings his arm into the strike zone. He wasn't trying to avoid it at all. He brought his arm into the strike zone. What did John Boy say? Oh yeah, it, it was all about where. Um, did he did he talk about the fact that he he leaned into it? Yeah, a little bit. So it should have been a strikeout. It should have been an out. Now, here's where things get really fun. Uh, Marlins manager comes out, says, "Hey, I want to review that. I, I I can review whether I can't review. He's he wants to review. And he's like, what do you want to review? Well, I want to review if he was, if, if he, he leaned in, if and he leaned was in, in strike zone. We can't, can't do that. Yeah. Well, then I want to, I want to review if he was hit by pitch. We can do that. 
And they did, and he was hit by the pitch. So here's the even worse part. They can review the hit by pitch. They cannot review whether or not he was uh, leaning in. And he's not. they're not allowed to over... The, the umpire is not allowed to change it. However, and this is, this is one caveat to the rule that could have been used. They chose not to do it. But the other umpires can call for a uh, a change in the uh, or a t- for can change the rule and overrule him oh yeah 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 so second baseman the second base umpire could have said wait 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 and there's no real rule in how long that has to be so they could have been like they could have gone to the review process so wait a minute couldn't the catcher who was behind the plate who knew it was a strike couldn't he have called over pointed over to the third baseman the third or the first base umpire and said, all right, hey, I want that checked. Could have. Technically, yes, probably. Um, so by by rules, either the uh, either one of the other two umps could have overruled him. But he cannot overrule his own call. <laughs> he can't change his own call. So the guy sitting at second base could have said, well, you leaned in, so it's a, it was a strike. He's out. So my question is, I mean, why couldn't the the rules expert in New York that's reviewing that call? Why didn't he say that? Yeah, why didn't he say that? Um, technically by rule, this, this, this. Where that, were they that's at? A strike. New York. Where's the guy at that has to make that call? New York. Do I need to make continue to make that point, or, or does that make it for me? I guess so. Okay. Um. So yeah, that that went through. That that happened. Um. I don't think it's the right call. I, I think don't, I don't think so either. I mean, there's now at I mean, the same I, I think with, time. Mm-hmm. Once the now, and and I'm gonna go kind of jump over to Facebook uh, to to do this, um, and it's not even my page or was it Twitter? It's Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Uh, so. Uh, Jay Foster from Don't Hassle Us, We're Local, mm-hmm. uh, and Derek Bredenson, um both commented, or Derek shared it as well as I did, and I put some things out there on it, uh, and Jay Foster put some things out there, which I actually tend to agree with more. Okay, and what are those? So let me get to the whole thread, and I'll... Okay. So first and foremost, blah blah blah. I want to see the whole thread. No, um, we're a well-oiled machine here, folks. Yeah, I. The problem is that it's Twitter, and I'm not great with Twitter. Is this the whole thread? No, it's not. Okay, I need the whole thread. Um, here we go. Let me let me read some of the points that they make. No, here, here we go. Uh, Jay Foster says it's not a strike. Now, if you look at the pitch tracker, you look at all of that stuff, it's definitely a strike, okay? But, and this is the the point that I I was going to make on it is right here. Um, Bass himself came in, gave up a home run in the ninth. Then... He 
to to tie the game, I believe. Then he walked three batters. Okay. All right. And now this guy comes up and gets technically hit by the pitch. Oh yeah, look how look at him lean in like that. Barely grazes him. Barely grazes him. But because he had set himself up in a way that because it was a full count too. It was a full count. He had set himself up that he his control was not there at the moment. Right? Yeah. Now, you and I are purists and we hate base we hate the concept of an automatic strike zone. I think you're a little more into it than I am. But for the most part, we're both against it, right? Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Okay. If uh if we're both against the automatic strike zone, this is where things get a little hairy. Part of what makes up in a game, if a guy is a little wild, what's the chances that he's going to get a play, he's going to get something that he paints the corner? Very low. Okay. So he painted the corner on this one. He he really did. If you look, he painted the corner on this one. It was right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a human behind the plate, a traditional umpire, yep. if the board, if the call is borderline and you're missing the strike zone on a consistent basis throughout that at bat, he's going to call it a ball. Yep. The borderline call is probably going to lean more toward the hitter than the pitcher. Yep. And the fact that you hit him. Yeah, he leaned into it, so I think that's egregious, and I think that should be a penalty. I think he should get out because of that, but... So my initial thought on it when I saw that is that, so with the Marlins losing a game off a controversial hit-by-pitch where he kind of leaned into it or didn't do anything to get out of the way, Yep, is Michael Conforto going to get legitimately hit in the next ballgame? Today, by the way. They play today. I would say that I think he should. Oh yeah, unwritten rules of baseball would would okay. say, or even non unwritten rules, not not like just I mean retaliation not, rules. Yeah, you're not going to hit him in the head or anything, but he's definitely going to take one off he's, the butt talks. He is going to get he's going to get a bean ball today, or else he should. Yeah, traditional old school guy like Donnie baseball. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the the first time he gets up to bat, expect one to pelt him in the butt talks. And if you got a guy that has the control today, you're gonna you're gonna make sure that ball goes. That's gonna be a zinger. It's gonna be a welt on his buttocks, or or on the hip, the or meaty the hip. part of the hip. Oh yeah, he's he's taking he's definitely taking taking a, a he's gonna have a welt by the end of the day, guaranteed. Or he should. I I think so. So, um, my official stance is. He leaned into it, and I think that should be reviewable, because if you lean into it, but, and this is where this is where things uh, get a little hairy for me. Uh, I totally think that Bass had set himself up not to to not get the call, and if you and I want to be purists, which we mm-hmm. tend to be, uh, it probably would have been a ball it, anyway. It would have been a, yeah, it would have been a ball anyway. 
even though the umpire was looking like he was ringing him up. So, whatever. Yeah, I mean... Now, the fact that the umpire said he was wrong and he should have called him out, yeah, that's a that's a bit of a hairy, sticky, sticky wicket. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the umpire should have kept that one to himself. Yeah, yeah, probably should have. But what's put out there is put out there now. We're kind of stuck with it. Okay. Um, Last thing on the baseball. Yeah. Um, Angels reliever Tim Buttery. Yeah. We announced... have two more things on baseball. Oh, we do? Way. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, announced that he was going to retire from the game of baseball because it became more of a job than a game to him. I like that, actually. I, I do, too. I think I think that truly, that somebody that understands that he's getting paid millions of dollars for a game, to play a game, and if it's not fun anymore, why do it? And he's probably got enough money that he doesn't really need to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he said that uh, he, he was, a, he was a, like a borderline last man cut yeah, did not making the not making the major league roster. So instead of going to the alternate site or down the AAA, he chose to retire because it was more of a more of a job and a business yeah. rather than a game. He wasn't having fun anymore. I you know, I don't blame him. I, I don't respect that. I, I like it. Yep. Um, and finally, so the All Star Games not being played in Atlanta. We kind of gave our opinions on that last week. You changed my mind on that. Argument. Really? Yeah. I, I thought I told you that, but you did. You you 100% changed my mind on ID laws. Pretty much a, across the board. So, um, but that being said, as much as you and I disagree with them moving it, they're moving it to Colorado. Yeah. So field. What so do you think? I'm hoping that if they if they want a really entertaining game, it's an exhibition game. It doesn't count. Don't put the balls in the humidor. No. Nope. Let those balls fly out of Denver, like in the old days. Yep, let them fly. Make the home run challenge. I mean, the home run challenge is going to yeah, be that way. Yeah, the derby would be fun. The home run derby is going to just be, I mean, we're going to set records on how many home runs get hit because you can't humidor all of those balls. Yeah, there's going to be. There's only going to be so much room in that humidor. You can't. You're just going to let them fly. Bring back the balls from last year. <laughs> That's right. The 2020 home run ball. Yeah, I mean, not what? To, not why not? To, yeah, not to get back onto the political side, Mike, but it is kind of ironic that they move the game to a state that has that's even more restrictive than what Georgia is going to become Shh. with this law. That's we don't talk about that. <laughs> that that doesn't go with our narrative, bro. You can't you can't break the narrative of the MLB. That's not right. No, I agree. I think it's ridiculous. Um, but that's kind of they and the MLB sometimes does that. So whatever. So yeah, it'll be the first time whatever. that the All Star Game has been out in Denver since 1998, which yeah. I believe was around the time that Coors Field opened. Yeah. So uh, th- it should be a fun fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. There should be lots of offense. So, um, now, on to the gridiron? Or yeah. do you have any other baseball? Not really. Do you feel like it's back to normal? Does it feel back to normal for the most part? Yeah, it, it's still kind of weird to hear listening to the Cubs now in a road game and see, hear that uh, Pat and Ron are still broadcasting from Wrigley watching the game on TV. 
rather than being on the road. Yeah. And and also, you can hear it in their call. Yeah. You can really hear it in their call. Um, the biggest thing that I'm noticing is when you wa- when you listen and Pat gets really excited about a hit because when you're watching on TV, sometimes it's hard to tell what the ball's actually doing. And they have all the angles and all that, so you can look at multiple angles, but sometimes it's hard to tell what the what the behavior of the ball is. When you're sitting in the stands, you can you have your eye on that ball the whole way up and the whole way down. So a ball that on TV looks like it could be a smash ends up being a pop fly to your your left fielder that's quite playable. Yeah. And you've heard it a couple times this year. And that's okay. Yeah, so how do you feel about them making references that they're in Wrigley Field? Because a couple of times they've said that, you know, Brown out of force of habit, I still find myself looking down at the field and there's nobody out there. Oh, wait, there is somebody out there. It's some guy tending what's, to work, work What's in, he doing? Work in the field. I, I believe he's aerating the lawn there. <laughs> or Pat. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what he's doing, putting holes in the field. Yeah. And that's another strike one to Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> and then they pick up right back where they left off with the play-by-play. I mean, baseball <laughs> play-by-play is such that they have nice conversation. They do. So, so it it's what's really going to be weird is when uh and it and I'm slightly surprised it hasn't happened, but if they were to have a cold snap in Chicago and it's 40 degrees in Chicago and they're out now and the team's out in LA playing a game against the Dodgers or in a dome or in a dome and Pat and Ron are talking about putting on Pat's uh, extra sweaters that he has. <laughs> That's right. And making reference to his sweater collection in the, uh, and it's 90 degrees in LA or it's a comfortable, whatever they keep the dome at all the time. Or they're talking about the, uh, the uniform descriptions by Benjamin yeah. Moore in, sl- in short sleeves, but here in Chicago, I'm in my, I'm in my broadcast emergency sweater because yeah. it's kind of chilly up here in yeah. the booth as yeah. we have the windows open here in uh, beautiful Wrigley Field. Yeah. So uh, stuff like that's a little off-putting, but it's also a little fun. Yeah. It makes me wonder that as maybe more COVID restrictions are lifted, if they'll start going on the road with the team and broadcasting in the road ballparks. Um, I actually am having the opposite thought. Okay, what's that? You think it's going to be a permanent change? They're only going to broadcast home games? How old is Pat? He's got to be in his 70s now. sixty Upper 60s or 70s? I'm going to say 77. So you could see Coombe and maybe Zach Sabeman going on the road to broadcast live with, with uh, Ooh, Pat. Pat wow. A, wow. You will never guess. How old? You were much closer. Okay. But he's actually only 65. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's got some years, so never mind. He'll, okay. he'll keep traveling. But a guy like Vin Scully, who at the end of his career... Only did... Only did home games. And select road games. I think he and went select to, road games, I yeah. think he went to the other California, the stadiums in California. Yeah. That's it. But if they were doing it, if he's doing it this year, why not just watch four different monitors? Like, they're setting it up the same way. True. He could do every game if he wanted. 
Is that what's going to end up happening to Pat Hughes? It could. Is that what I mean? Is that where we're heading? It could keep a lot of other. It could keep um, a lot of your veteran broadcasters fully employed with teams much later than they normally would. Yeah. Or at I, least gives you the option to not have to make the decision that I'm only going to do home games. Yeah. Because that's what that's what it seems like what's happening with uh, Bob Uecker. Yep. Up in Milwaukee. Yep. I've tuned in to some Brewers games, and it's been kind of surprised not to hear Mr. Baseball on the call yeah. for the Brew Crew. Which, again... Yeah, excuse me, folks. Sorry. So I don't know if they're limiting, if he has voluntarily cut down his schedule or if he really is only doing home games. Yeah, and if he's only doing home games, like, at that point, why not make every game a home game and do it on video like everybody else is doing right now? That's the part that really surprises me with Bob. Like, but maybe when you're getting up to there in age, you kind of need the break. That's okay, too. So, okay, let's... Let's talk some football stuff. We don't really want to take much time on it because the draft doesn't happen for a month. Mm-hmm. And the season doesn't happen for four. So why do we care? Well, because it's baseball or it's football and we got to talk about it because we're in America. America. Yeah. yeah. So the NFL, we kind of hinted at it, what, a couple of weeks ago? Yep. A, or at least last week, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. And that's they are going to play 17 games. Yeah. And they got the right to renegotiate this because of the new TV deals that went into effect with with, uh, Walt Disney Company and uh, CBS and Fox. Yeah. Um, So a couple of things to talk about on there. Um, The way that they're going to do it is... The, that the what will be the seventeenth game in, into the schedule is yep. going to alternate between the NFC and the AFC. NFC to AFC having the home field advantage, right? So I think it was what in the it'll be the even years or the odd years. It's going to be the AFC, and in the uh, odd years, it'll be the NFC. Yeah, I think that's right. The other thing is, is that this year it's going to be that the AFC East plays the NFC East. The North plays the a- NFC North plays the AFC West, the NFC South plays the NFC AFC South, and the NFC West plays the AFC North. Yeah, and the way they chose to choose the matchups is, and I think they are going to continue this in, when determining the matchup is, it's going to be based off of last year's standings. Yep. So, if you finish second in your division, you will automatically face the team that finished second in the conference that you are being matched up with for this 17th game yeah so um that i mean it'll be fun it's an extra game of football is it gonna matter i think it will because it'll come down to well you already have a lot of teams that with week 16 a lot of the teams are start if you have your playoff position locked up are you playing your starters yeah so you could see workload management maybe even coming into the NFL a little bit more to where with that 17th game to account for, maybe if the if it's a blowout, you'll see your starters getting less reps in the ballgame and not playing the full games now because they got to account for that 17th game. Or you could see a lot more, I guess, maybe with your running backs who tend to get banged up a little bit more than the other players on the field. 
you could see more committees coming into the league instead of having one lead back. Yeah. Um, I don't think it matters all that much, personally. Um, I think it's not going to change much. Uh, the, the games mean Do games mean less? No. Do mm-hmm. games mean more? No. I think those last two games, like, I think, like you said, though, there are going to be teams that have it locked up, and by the time they have it locked up, they're just going to stay with it. So it's not going to change anything. So how do you think it'll affect, I guess, fantasy ball? Because a lot of times with fantasy football, you don't play week 16. Yeah, you don't play 16. I don't think you're going to play 16 still. Because, again, I think there's going to be enough teams that change the – or that, that don't uh, that don't play that game in a way that matters that we're going to see it. So you think you, on the fantasy side you could still see – now, obviously, neither of us have control over the league that we play in the schedule. Nope. So do you, do you think it will still be a – I think be a 15-game season. I think it should be. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I think because um, the ESPN, the Matthew Berry, I think it is, Yep. from ESPN, still said that um, he likes the – I don't think this is even an option on Yahoo, but he does a, a two-week playoffs. I think where, you can do that on Yahoo. Oh, you can select to have two weeks. Yep. So where he was saying, you know what, still play week – Make seventeen and eighteen, the championship week, and then do. Um, it would be fifteen and fourteen, for your first round, to where you have two weeks yeah. to make up your points, so you're not. Oh, you mean a two week game, not just yes, a, oh. a two week game to make. I don't know it if in you can playoffs. do that on Yahoo, but I don't think so. But either. I like it. I to thought you were talking two weeks of playoffs. No, you use two two play weeks. For a playoff matchup, so like what happened last year, because he was he was commenting he's still a little bitter about it, about the Alvin Kamara game where he had like six touchdowns. Yeah. And so the real question on that though becomes: Does like if you do that, a do your players lock in for both weeks? I think they do. So you so have to is, lock in for two weeks. So if you have a guy that's a veteran and a Pro Bowler on a team that locks in for the for those last two weeks or for the 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 they they need to play the first game but they don't need to play the second game yeah i don't you think could there totally would be, get screwed yeah i don't think there is any in that scenario i don't i think your lineup would lock i don't like that idea for the second game i don't like it i don't mind two weeks of playoffs but but you want to be able to edit your lineup if you need to for that yeah. second week yeah yeah that that would make it tough um, That's probably not even an option. We <laughs> no, we don't even need to discuss it, I don't think. Uh, real quick, uh, we're about 47 minutes in, so we got about 12 minutes of actual content to deal with. Yeah, another trade happened. Another quarterback domino fell. Yep. Uh, Sam Darnold goes to the Panthers. Yep. And uh, the Panthers are getting, uh, or the Panthers gave up uh, a sixth-round pick in 2020. 21. No, 2020. This year's draft. Oh, okay. I have it right here. Carolina trades the 2020 sixth round pick, 226 overall. The 2022 second round pick and 2022 fourth round pick, wherever those end up being. Yeah, it's um, 
It's a lot more than I thought they would get for for Darnold, especially when the entire league knew that he was on the trade block. Yeah. Um, Is Sam Darnold worth it? Because you only have him what one year on his rookie deal. You you have what he you have what he's going to play on in his fourth year, and they chose to pick up the fifth year option, so they have him for two years guaranteed. Okay, so they're locked into him for two years. Whether they draft a quarterback at number eight, or if they choose to ride it out with Darnold and see how he does, and then pay him to maybe not play for them on the fifth year option. Yeah, he also has Teddy they also have Teddy two gloves. Yeah, they do have Bridgewater on the on on the team as well. Um I just either way I don't know what I I'm still confused about this trade. I don't think that it was a great trade for Carolina. They need a quarterback that can do great things. We haven't seen that in Sam Darnold. Now he also hasn't been in a good offensive system either and they mm-hmm. have that in place in Carolina with yep. Joe Brady. Yeah, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Uh, my next statement was, they don't have that. He, we haven't seen that out of out of him, but we haven't seen him play for a good team. Yeah, but the thing is with, with the Joe Brady and everything is if he has another, because I don't think he had like a bad year with Carolina right. his first year, but let's say he takes Sam Darnold to the next level and Sam Darnold becomes a maybe not a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, but at least establishes the promise that he showed when the when the Jets drafted him. Is Joe Brady going to give you in consideration for a head co- a serious candidate for a head coaching job, and then he moves on? And then Joe Bur- or then he turns back into the Sam Darnold from the Jets? I I actually don't think he does. I think he ends up doing well. The, the system will be in place even if he goes away. Even if the coordinator goes away, the system's in place. Yes, you get a new coordinator that changes the system a little bit, but he, the guys that he's playing with. What did he play with in, in New York? Not much. Not much. It was garbage. Garbage, people. Speaking of which, uh, if you're going to a game where uh, where – uh, Houston's playing. Apparently, the thing to do is throw a garbage onto the uh, field. We forgot to talk about that. Yeah, happened happened at least twice that I've heard of. Yeah, when they went to uh, the Angels, they threw a trash can onto the field, and somebody blew up a uh, brought in an inflatable trash can and threw that onto the field. Good job on them, fans. Keep doing it. Keep on them. Point out that uh, the facts that. Uh, oh, man, I saw it this week on Twitter. It was one of my favorite ones, and I liked it a lot. That, uh, that, oh, man, now i got to look it up. We'll talk about We'll do it on quick hits. I'll, I'll have okay. it by quick hits. Cool. But let's get back to football. But I don't know. I mean, um, I, I, who, wins, who wins the trade? I, I want to see what the Jets do with those draft picks. So I think it's a, kind of an incomplete right now. Um if anything is this gives Carolina options that they don't necessarily have to trade up to number eight to get a quarterback or they don't have to kind of like hope and pray that a quarterback falls to them at number eight to where if the quarterback's there they still have the option to take him or they could draft the best prospect available instead um so I, w- I would say the Panthers win it right I- now. What's the uh, old line about if you have two quarterbacks? You don't have any? 
What do they have right now? They have two quarterbacks. Although Chetty Bridgewater is supposed to be on the trade block. Okay. But, you know. All right. Elsewhere on the quarterback news, Deshaun Watson lost some money. Oh, yeah. As um, Nike has suspended him and Beats by Dre has ended their sponsorship with Deshaun Watson based on the sexual assault allegations coming from the civil suit. And there really isn't any news to report on the civil suit itself. Uh, There is some. A little bit. There is a little bit. I, I have heard that judges are calling for these people to step out and not remain anonymous anymore. Uh, That's the only thing that I have heard on on the new front. How did I get in Spanish? Apparently I got into Spanish on... Well, you better start bringing us, uh, brushing up on your Espanol then. Twitter, so I can't find what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah, um... Yeah, the the judges made it so that they can't stay anonymous. That's fine. Uh, I think... Now, here's the problem. The judge should order... The names are going to come out, but because it's such a highly publicized case, mm-hmm. you can't... The, he should put a gag order in place on the judges and everybody involved in the case. Mm-hmm. The problem is that's not going to get held up. I mean, somebody's going to leak it. Yeah. I think I did read something the other day saying that Watson has said that some of the, while he didn't, he committed no wrongdoing, anything that happened was consensual by both parties. Okay. Um, sure. But yeah. Uh, still, still a lot of news to come out of this. Here's the thing that though. I have a problem with. Uh, his lawyer has said that he's got 40 He's had 40 massage therapists in the last year and a half. Now, from everything I know, athletes find a massage therapist and they keep him. Why? Because that's the person that keeps your body ready to go for the next day. That's the person that's getting you ready to go day in and day out. You don't want to jump from person to person because they don't know your body as well. That seems a little incriminating to me. Yeah, that does seem odd. I don't think... I would also argue that the amount of accusations coming out also starts to incriminate him. One or two, and I thought, eh, maybe. But... 28, 40, 28, 30, 40. Yeah. Anything more than five, I think. Something's not right. Yeah, Something, something smells fishy, and it's not the tacos. So, okay. Um, but that's all we got to say about that. Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not, we're not staying on that anymore. All right. So, quick hits, Mike. Quick um, hits. Aaron Rodgers, A. A. Ron was the guest host of Jeopardy this week. Yeah, and he still got one more week to go. I think. Did you see any of it? I watched episode number one and saw the comment that the reigning Jeopardy champion made on his final Jeopardy. Yeah. Which was, I believe... Who wants to kick that field goal? Whose idea was it to kick that field goal? Yeah. I 
busted up laughing. And Aaron was Aaron played it off quite well. He did. He did a better job than I thought he would. But um, okay, uh, I am trying to look past the fact that I hate Aaron Rodgers because he's been beaten up on the Bears since he mm-hmm. came into the league. I love Jeopardy. Here's the thing: Alex Trebek was lovable, not necessarily because he was over the top about it. Uh, Alex Trebek was lovable because even like he could befriend the 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 people the contestants without being friends with the contestants. Hmm. Okay. Aaron Rodgers seems to be trying to become friends with these guys. He also uh, multiple times has said "Go Bears." I mean, it's in reference to the Baylor Bears, but I'm gonna just taking the sound. Uh, Cal off. Bears, the Car- uh, University no, of Berkeley. California Bears. Yeah, Berkeley Bears. I'm sorry, Berkeley Bears. Because that's where he went to school, right? And that's fine. And the other, the contestant, also went to Berkeley, mm-hmm. who continues to win. I didn't see yesterday's or the day before, so I can't say for certain. But man, that's getting. That seems like it's getting too personable, whereas mm-hmm. the the rest of it seems to hold. Like every, I think the producer did the best job so far, but that's just me. So, okay. uh, you you liked it though? He did all right. Yeah, I think he I mean, did all right. It, again, I, I I think you're kind of in the same place as me that it's cu- sometimes hard to replace a legend. Well, not just replace a legend, but talk about that you uh, that that Aaron is. Um, I, I to, looked to past look the past. Okay. I, I looked past the fact that for me it was hard to look past the fact that it's Aaron Rodgers. It, it really was. It still seemed like he was kind of out of his element with it, as he was maybe trying to force. Yeah, he like was, the all right. He these was are the to, categories, and but nobody is going to be able. You can't necessarily. I think if you're going to be a guest host for yeah. that show, you can't try and duplicate what Trebek did. You just sort of have to do it your own way but part of the the part of the problem is the way the show is set up it's this show is set up that you have to do it the way trebek did it because trebek's method of doing it is how the how it fits into the show Hmm. so yeah that's uh, just a little bit to make it hard but whatever uh he does he has come out and said that he does want that job really yeah Hmm. he wants to be the permanent host Yay or nay? Maybe Sports Jeopardy, but I don't know if I would give That's him the Dan full Patrick. time game. If it's still there. If it's still a if regular If it comes show. back, yeah. Um, okay. Um, also in Quick Hits and slightly baseball news, but mm-hmm. we're throwing it into Quick Hits. Uh, Hall of Famer Fergie Jenkins is finally getting his statue outside of Wrigley. Hooray! Yeah, Fergie's a great guy. Hashtag meet me at Fergie. Yeah, he's a great guy. Had a chance to meet him out in uh, DeWitt, Iowa at uh, TC's After Point. Nice. Yeah, great guy. Um, Um, So, yeah, well-deserved. One of the few um, Cubs pitchers that probably deserves a statue. uh, I mean, I think if you've got your number retired, you probably should have also have a statue with not too many pitchers, not too many players having their numbers retired by the Cubs. Okay. Okay. who do you Who's think next? Ron? Ron Sandals already got one. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. 
Um, uh, I think you got to give Ryan Sandberg one as much as he yeah. he made a made a stink when he didn't get the job. Yeah, but I I think if the Cubs but, ever make up with Sammy Sosa, I think Sammy because of what he did for the Cubs, keeping them relevant when they had such bad teams. Yeah, the fact I that, think he deserves that he one. kept them relevant, the fact that he was so good for the team. Maybe um, even Hawk. The Hawk, yeah. Andre Dawson. Dawson, um, des- I think Dawson deserves one before Sammy. Yeah, I'll give I don't, that. Raise your hand if you don't hate Sammy. I don't. Don't hate him. Don't hate him. Cubs fans, come at me, bro. Like, yeah, he probably did steroids, but who didn't in that time frame? That's like saying you don't like Daryl Strawberry because he snorted so much coke. Everybody was doing it back then. Like, everybody that's met. I'm, oh, man. Hmm. Am I doing it this week or not? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Am I going to talk about uh, my my position on the PEDs or should we save that for another time? Uh, we'll save it for another time. We'll save it for when the first PED suspected user gets into the Hall of Fame, maybe. Let this one percolate a little bit more, Mike. Okay. We'll talk about it. We're we're gonna get into it. I have I have some very I think I have some very well articulated thoughts. You heard some of the arguments against and for and all that. Yeah, I'm sure some it. of them have been shared on one of our oh, yeah, one of our many shows. We've talked about it we've talked about a lot of it. But we'll put it all in one spot. And we'll uh, we'll let you, the folks, judge. There. Okay. So, Mike, um, why don't you go ahead and bring up the thing? Iowa. Go, go ahead and do the Masters first. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. more about this than I do. Um, go ahead. Masters. Uh, Abraham Answer uh, was uh, has been penalized two strokes for grounding a club. Grounding a club is putting the, the club on the ground to improve your lie so that you can hit the ball better. Okay. Okay. You following me? Sure. He was in the sand pit. Getting ready to, um, getting ready to to hit the ball, taking some practice swings, getting ready to go, um, and takes a swing, hits the ball, finishes his round, did all right, and I didn't do great, but again, anytime you're in the bunker, it's not you're not doing great, right? Mm-hmm. Thirteen hours later, all right, he's informed. That he gets a penalty, a two-stroke penalty, because a fan saw him with his club accidentally ground, like touch some sand, flattening it before he hits the ball. Thirteen hours later, now, and I, if this happens, I'm gonna be even more angry, and I don't think it happened because I don't, I think he's played his next round already but uh a couple years ago we had a guy who signed his card turned it in Mm -hmm. got assessed a penalty and because he had turned in his card that he had signed and it was false was assessed another two-stroke penalty huh um it's also been at other times where you get disqualified for turning in a card it's incorrect. The PGA has to fix this. You can't just have people calling in. If you're gonna if you're gonna do this, you have to have a group, a committee, sitting there watching. You, you just have one guy that watches every twosome go out. 
I thought you would think that they would have an official they don't walk in the don't. course with that particular You have to call two a, or threesome. They have like one one guy takes two or three uh of the of the holes. One rules official takes two or three of the holes, sometimes four. Or at least for the big tournaments like the Masters, you'd think that they you would have a You would think an official the Quad Cities has an, has an official walking around in every three or three or four holes, right? There's an a guy that's wearing an official. I'm a PGA person. This is my job. This is what I not not full time job, but this is I'm here officially as part of the PGA as a rule keeper, a steward of the rules. If and you, you think that guy would be the one that would be? That should everything, be the not only the individual golfer. No, the golfers the go- in golf you have to write your own score down. Oh, okay. That's just the rules. Um and then you have to sign it at the end of the match, blah blah blah. The fact that it was 13 hours later pisses me off. The fact that a fan called it in pisses me off. All of it pisses me off. PGA, you got to do better than this. This isn't worth it. Okay. Rich, last topic, then we got to do our shout-outs. Then we got to get out of here because I'm getting hungry. Yeah. So University of Iowa Center and future NBA, hopefully star, Luca Garza becomes the first college athlete to sell his own NFT card with the the, the simple part of what it's an NFT. It's basically a digital kind of like trading card. Right. So these have become very popular. Uh, NFTs use blockchain to guarantee the authenticity of, the, of it. So basically... You have the digital rights of this particular photo. For, for, with, in, with Lucas, it's four distinct images. Right. And one of the four images is his signature. Yep. His verified signature. But, Mike, that's not all that you're getting oh. in this online auction. What else do you get? So you get the chance to play a game of horse with Luca Garza. You get a dinner with him. And a movie, and a particular pair of shoes. Okay, I mean, good for him. That's going to be somebody. He's going to make a good chunk of change. Yeah, and, and the a lot of the proceeds are going to the University of Iowa Children's Hospital too. It's not just going into his pocket. I mean, he needs to make money off of himself because I don't think he's going to be great in the NBA. I don't. He's not. He he doesn't play the NBA style game. Most Big Ten guys don't play the NBA style game. So. Hopefully he does all right. Uh, I don't think that it's personally. I think that this is a little odd, to, but whatever. Good on him. He'll make some money. Uh, NFTs are going for ridiculous amounts of money right now, so uh, good good for him. Make your money. It's a wise investment move, if oh, you will. Oh, for I'm him. sorry. Th- there's one other thing that you're gonna get. Oh yeah. You're gonna receive a meditation session with Luca. To learn the secret to elite performance consistency, as well as a lifetime VIP pass to say Luca Garza basketball camp. Does this meditation like is this part like? I mean, the NBA guys have basically half of the NBA comes out and says that they smoke pot. Is that what the? I don't know. Okay, I I don't know. Good I don't know much I, about I, Luca Garza, so <laughs> I don't. Other than he played for the University of Iowa. Yeah. So good on him. Maybe you'll see other prominent college athletes do this as well if the legislation gets passed or if the NCA allows players to make money off their likeness um yeah 
I, yeah, you know, I, I think that the NFT. What? What? Okay, I think the NFT thing is a little overrated, but that's All right. just me. So, Mike, let's go ahead and wrap this show up so we can get some chow. Yep. Um, any shout-outs to give from the Facebook live stream? Nope. Do you have any shout-outs? Thank you for everybody that came up to Estherville for my wife's uh, baby shower that they're having right now while we get to hang out. And uh, let's have a good weekend. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Um, make sure to vote on our poll and uh, over on the Fans of Balls and Sticks Facebook page. Um, if you want to watch, if you're listening to the show here on the podcast and you want to see us live and comment on the live stream, you can always hop on to our Facebook page, Balls and Sticks, the podcast, so you can get notified of when we go live, Yep. as well as a way to interact with, with us in between shows. If you listen to us on the podcast, um, make sure to... Um, rate us rate us share us and uh what else was it uh the links for everything oh yeah yeah check us out on twitter links are going to be in the description i'll make sure to get those on uh for the podcast and uh rich you got to get on that on that twitter the twitter verse is where the world is is happening in the in the world of sports That's i where may have to breaks. download it it's where every it's where all the sports news breaks it's where it breaks you got to get on there folks God bless you. Time to roll that outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Bald and Dick the Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.